0: What's up? This is N.S. Kenner from your Boston Celtics, and I just want to say what's up to my boy Galley over at Beat town Action. I hope you guys are doing well. See you at one of my games. What up? This is Dwight Howard. You're listening to my boy Chris Galley here on Bookie Nights Podcast. What's up, guys? Brian Scalabrini, a.k.a. Scal, And I want to give a huge shout-out to my boy Galley and the rest of the crew over at Bookie Nights, all right? For the White Mamba, I'm out of here. See ya. Let's go, Beantown Action. Hello everyone! This is Bruce Buffer, and you're hanging out with my friend Chris Kelly! It's time! What's up
1: guys? Welcome back to another episode of Beantown Action Presents Wix Picks. Gally Gamble's here with CWIC's picks and at KY Bets BTA and Ted. He will give you out his Twitter handle eventually. I promise. Um, week ten action coming up for you, but before we get into that, let's uh, do a quick recap on what happened week nine. Kyle champion twelve and two. That's our highest record thus far since recording this. So congrats to him for winning. Right behind him, we have Ted eleven and three. Right behind him, we have Craig, 10-4. And, And guys, this is really getting fucking old. I don't like to lose, never mind mind being in the basement, not one, not two, but, what, three weeks in a row now? 9 five, nine and 5 again, once again, it is respectable. Um, Consensus picks, they go 10-2. And And I want to say 10-2-2 because we couldn't agree on two of the games. Uh, Vegas at the charges, couldn't get an agreement. Uh, where'd you guys go? Let's see. Ted and Kyle, you went to, you picked Vegas, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And Craig and I had the charges and the charges had that game for what? Maybe a half a second at the very end.
2: No, no, no. no. 10 seconds until Uh, I reviewed it and found out that, you know, he wasn't in and he dropped the ball.
1: Right. It was a barely dropped ball away from, uh, pulling out the victory for us. And then we're talking, we're talking two way different standings right now. The other game we couldn't agree on was Saints at Bucks. What a fucking joke that was. We'll get to that a little later on. Bankroll bets went 3-1 for a total of 1.6 units. The parlay fell just short. We had a parlay for you. Would have been a plus 977 parlay. Craig had the Giants, plus 115. No issue there. Ted with the Ravens, minus 128. Uh, No issue there. Uh, Kyle had the Seahawks for the second week in a row, minus 155 on the money line. And uh, that game was just, you know, wasn't close. And again, we'll get into that in a second. I had the Titans minus three in the first half at minus 115. And, um, you know, congrats to all those that tailed along our bankroll bets. You made a little bit of money, not a ton of money, but, you know, we didn't cost you any money. And that leads us to our first game. This game is already going on right now as we speak. We're recording this on Thursday night. Indianapolis visiting Tennessee. We all tweeted out our picks. Um, I had the Titans. Kyle had the Titans. Craig had the Titans. Ted, where'd you go with this one?
3: I also had the Titans in this.
1: Also had the Titans in a pick So, clean sweep across the board. Titans, let's see how they do. Next game, Tampa visiting Carolina. Right now, I'm seeing Tampa minus six road favorites. Over-Under is at 51. Craig, who do you like here?
4: I I like Tampa in this one at uh, minus six. Uh, I think Tampa's really going to have a bounce-back week. AB was still getting used to the offense, only saw a couple targets. I think uh, Brady's going to come out and utilize his weapons on offense, and I see Tampa taking this one, especially with McCaffrey, out this week.
1: All right, that's one for Tampa. Ky.
4: Uh, plain and simple, Carolina just played their best
2: game of the year against KC, and Tampa played their worst game of the year. So, I'm gonna go with Tampa minus six. I think they cover the spread easy. I think they need a big bounce back game to prove that the Saints game was just a fluke. And they got to keep rolling, so I'm taking Tampa minus six. Ted, where are you going?
3: Uh, I also like the Bucs. They came off a really bad <clears throat> loss against the Saints. And uh, it's another division game. I think the Bucks really need it. Um, I think they cover the spread easily.
1: Uh, yeah, they just come off a 38-3 loss at home. 31-0 at halftime. Brady, not only did he play his worst game as a Buck, but he, he probably played one of his worst games in his entire career. I think he barely just broke a 40 QBR. The team as a whole had a total of 8 rushing yards, which is absolutely ridiculous. You're not going to beat anyone with eight rushing yards. But uh, I also like the box here. The last meeting between these two teams was week two, 31-17 in favor of the home team. I don't care that it was you know, in Tampa last time. It's going to be in Carolina this time. And I think Evans is going to have a great game. He had a fantastic game during week two. He had 104 yards and and a touchdown. So Start Evans, start Evans, you know, have faith in him. He's going to do well this, uh, this week, but yes, clean sweep across the board. We're all picking Tampa. Moving on. We have Houston visiting Cleveland, Houston, of course, coming off a, a barely a victory in Jacksonville, 27 to 25 with uh, with their backup QB uh, behind center. Uh, Lutton. actually didn't look that bad though. He threw for 300 yards. He had a score and one pick. Watson, on the other hand, I mean, if it wasn't for him, they wouldn't have won this game. He threw for 281 yards. He had two touchdowns, no picks. He also was the leading rusher on the team for at, you know, at 50 yards. There's no way they can continue to win games if he does it all himself. Craig, is he doing it all himself this week? I
4: really don't see Watson doing it himself this week. I think Baker is uh, really going to play well this week against – Houston's defense, Watt's coming off uh, his 100th career sack that he got last week against Jacksonville. Congrats to him. Uh, but I see Cleveland taking this one, especially with the OBJ not in the lineup, Chris. I, I've said this in the weeks past, when he's not on the field and he's not demanding targets out there, uh, it seems like the QBs for Cleveland and Eli back in the day, uh, they play a little more relaxed. Uh, and they don't force the ball into coverage to them. So I really see Cleveland taking this one from Houston. The line is at minus three. Uh, I see Cleveland definitely covering this spread.
1: KY, uh, is uh, is Cleveland covering the spread?
4: I absolutely think so as well. I
2: agree with Craig. I think uh, Cleveland's going to come out and kind of punch Houston in the mouth. Um not, not saying uh, Houston's a bad team. I think they're better than their record shows. And like I've said before, uh, Deshaun Watson likes to – or finds ways to keep it close. Uh, however, I, I think Cleveland this week uh, is going to bring it to them. I think uh, minus three is a fair spread, and I'm willing to take that. I think they cover. So I'm with Cleveland,
1: minus three. Ted, are you willing to take minus three for Cleveland?
3: Nah, I'm actually going to go the other way with this one. Uh, I think the Texans are a way better team than the record shows. They've actually put up a decent amount of points. Their defense does give up a fair amount of points as well. Though. But um, the Browns are just such a hit-or-miss team. And they squeaked by Jacksonville last week, and I think they get it done again this week. I think it'll be a close game, but I'm taking the Texans in this one.
1: I'm actually going to agree with you. Uh, I have the money line in numerous parlays this weekend. I think plus 3 at plus 110 is an absolute stale especially since as you said Ted uh, Cleveland is is such a hit or miss team. I don't know what it is. I just I can't trust them whatsoever. But here's a couple of fun stats on the Texans. They're 2 and 7 straight up and they're 1 and 8 ATS in their last 9 games. And yet all I can see is the plus 163 staring me at, in the face saying, "Yeah, this is a gimme." I mean, if this team is so bad, why is this line like this? You know, the rule of thumb, home team is always three-point favorites. You know what this is telling me? This is telling me that Vegas is thinking that this is a coin flip as well. I'm going to take, take a page out of KY's book. If, uh, if it's a coin flip and the plus money looks good, take the plus money. I'm going Houston money line here. Consensus, not a damn one. Next game, Washington at Detroit. Actually, no line out for this game right now. I'm not sure if it has something to do if they're going back and forth with uh, Stafford being in and out of concussion protocol. But last I did see Stafford is supposed to be playing. Just uh pick 'em, no spread. Craig, who you like here?
4: Chris, I'm going with Detroit this week. Uh Washington's on, I mean, geez, Alex Smith, Haskins, um, Probably like I would consider that like a second or third string quarterback, right? There, I mean, Detroit might have uh Chase Daniels playing, uh, since Stafford's in and out of concussion protocol. Uh, I like Detroit in this game though, so I'm gonna go Detroit.
1: KY, who you like?
2: I'm not gonna agree with Craig this week, uh, on this matchup. I think uh, Washington's gonna get it done this week. They looked all right last week, they didn't look too shabby. Uh, Terry McLaurin, um, stud, stud. and said, Dwayne yep. Atkins or not, don't matter. Dude, just catch his balls like it's his fucking job. All right? He has seven receptions in almost every single one of his games. He's going to continue to bring them down, hopefully get in the end zone again. I think Washington somehow squeaks away with
1: this one. Not a bad logic at all. Ted, do you agree with KY or do you agree with Craig? Definitely
3: don't agree with KY. I wouldn't say definitely. I think it's going to be a close game. But I like the Lions. I think DeAndre Swift is slept on. TJ Hawkinson's having a sick year. The football team, I don't really see much of them. So, I'm going with the Lions.
1: Yeah, I don't see much of them either. Washington is 0-5 straight up in their last five games on the road, losing by an average of 13.5 points, just about. Then on the other hand, you got the Lions, who are 0-7 in their last seven games at home. I hate this game. I'm not betting on this game. Gun to head, though. Give me the lions consensus lions next game. We have Jacksonville visiting green Bay right now. It's minus 14 in favor of green Bay totals at 49 and a half. Uh, I think everyone from a pick standpoint of view is just gonna, you know, consensus Packers, but, uh, Ted, what do you, what do you like most about, uh, the green Bay Packers this week?
3: I was messing around looking at, um, a couple 10 point teasers. Three teams, I was able to get the Packers. It was 13, so it made a minus three. And I threw that in with the Ravens, plus three. And the Seahawks, plus 11 and a half. So, throwing that out there if anyone wants to tell.
1: Yeah, I like that a lot, actually. Uh, Even at the 14, I'll even take them at minus four. I mean, I I actually think they have a good chance of covering the 14. But, you know, I guess we'll find out on Sunday. In any event, uh, consensus, Green Bay?
2: I'm just saying, and... For this game, the over is – it looks pretty to me. Over 40 and a half. you're talking about both teams having yeah. deplorable defenses. I was
3: thinking that, too, as soon as I saw it, I think the Packers put up at least, like, minimum 28 points. Like, absolutely minimum.
2: Yeah. yeah, minimum. So, we're saying Packers 30 points.
3: And I feel like I, the can still kind of put up points. Like, I fuck with James Robinson. Packers going to put up
2: 30 at least, and you're going to tell me the fucking Jacksonville Jaguars can't put up 20 against – the actual shit storm of fucking Green Bay defense, I don't know. I I think it's absolutely possible, and I think fucking 49 is kind of a gimme here. I like it.
1: But I tell you what, though, I'm going to agree with you there, KY. The total has gone over in seven of the Packers' last ten games uh, for a combined score of 56.5 points. So, yeah, why not make it uh, 8 out of 11 with this week? I think 49.5, I don't think it will be a problem. Next game, Philadelphia Eagles. I'm sorry. Division-leading Eagles visiting the New York Giants right now. Eagles are a minus three road favorite. Totals at 44 and a half. Craig, what do you like? <laughs> do I dare ask?
4: Chris, if we go back a couple weeks when these two teams met in Philadelphia at the link, Daniel Jones had the longest run for a quarterback. Don't get started. <laughs> tripped over his feet. Evan Ingram, ball off his fingertips, had the game on his fingertips, and he dropped it. You will not make that mistake again this Sunday. I think the Giants coming off of that win last week, they're going to bring the momentum into this game, they're going to beat Philadelphia at home, at MetLife, and they're going to snap their losing streak against Philadelphia Eagles. Mark my word right now, they are going to beat Philly this week. They're not messing around. in They're going to come back and win this division. I'm taking my New York Giants this week.
1: And uh, just like last week, I will let the other Giants fan talk. Ted, do you agree? Of course.
3: I'm not going to bet against the Giants. I'm only going to do that if they're playing a good team. I don't think they're any good uh, teams in the NFC East. Um, It's actually a huge game for the Giants. They want basically any chance of winning the division. We all know how bad the NFC East is. And this is a crucial game. I think the Eagles have, they tied a game and they have one more win than the Giants. So, I mean, I'm not going to bet against the Giants.
1: Hey, why are you betting against the Giants?
3: Do I need to be checked into a
2: mental institution? No, no, I don't. No, no, because I'm fucking taking the Eagles this week, like the intelligent person, because we all know who wins in MetLife Stadium. Oh, that's right. None of the home teams, Ever. Fucking people of New York show up to MetLife Stadium to literally watch their team lose every fucking week. Every week. And guess where they're playing? MetLife Stadium. So guess who we're taking? The fucking Eags. Minus three, bucket, cash it, take it to the bank. Done deal.
1: Yeah, uh, I personally hate everything about this game. Um, I have no idea who's going to win. Fade everything I have to say about this, except for the fact that the Giants are 1 in 15 straight up in their last 16 games as a dog. Um, yeah, let me jump all over that. No. Uh, also the Eagles are absolutely terrible They'll they will one in five ATS in their last six games as a favorite. Again, I want no part of this game, but gun to head fly Eagles fly consensus. Once again, couldn't agree.
2: I also think the under smashes in that game too. Under 44, by the way, Craig, Mm just, 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 just watch the game. And I bet you Evan Ingram makes a fucking horrible drop and then later on you guys are going to be like damn if he caught that and we're going to be like damn if he wasn't eating popcorns on the sidelines watching his team fucking lose all game maybe he would have fucking
3: shut shut the shut up wow go be his ass (laughs) ass.
1: i think it's adorable how offended you guys
3: get they didn't even go to sleep last week he,
4: yeah, I know. He, he didn't need to have that bet or whatever that he was going to catch yeah, a touchdown. So that was like a
3: plus 350, like, sprinkle, like, fucking not even a half fucking unit. No, but Ingram's not going to make that same mistake twice, dude.
1: Next game, Los Angeles Chargers visiting the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins three-point home favorites. Totals at 48 and a half. Craig, what do you got?
4: I actually kind of like this game. Two is two and0 going into, uh, into this game versus the Chargers, facing off against another rookie, Justin Herbert. I really like Miami in this one. They're four and0 in their last four games, five and three on the year. Uh, I'm going to go Miami on this one.
1: KY. What happens in Miami?
2: Miracles and magic, and that's what's going to happen when the Los Angeles Chargers finally get a fucking W under their goddamn belt, because they clearly can't do it the last two weeks. Last play every time. They're fucking failing. Uh, Actually, I think they did beat... Did they beat Denver? No, Denver beat them on the last play of the game, and then they lost again to the Raiders. And this time, I think the Chargers, they got to get it done. Uh, don't get me wrong, Two has been, like Craig said, playing well. Uh, and the, the defense has been
1: unbelievable for them. Crazy good.
2: But it's, it's got to sputter sooner or later. And I just think that Dolphins don't got it in them this week. I don't think that they're going to beat the, uh, the high-powered offense that is the Los Angeles Chargers. So I am taking the Chargers plus three this game.
1: All right, Ted, Is uh, are the Dolphins due for a, a, a letdown?
3: Yes, sir. I agree with KY, 100%. Uh, the Chargers have just been losing heartbreakers, it seems like. They're out a lot. I think it was 17, maybe, in that Broncos game. And then the game against the Raiders is pretty back and forth. They've just been losing heartbreakers. The Dolphins have just been finding a way to kind of win games. And I just think it comes to an end. I feel like it's kind of – both these teams are, like, kind of opposite of each other. The Dolphins have just kind of been winning games, and the Chargers have just been losing these heartbreakers. So, I really like Herbert. I like the Chargers offense, so I'm taking the Chargers.
1: You got to think at some point, you know, the luck runs out for the Dolphins. They are absolutely rolling, as Craig said. They're 4-0, and and 2 is 2-0 in his, his first two starts. Three times a charm, absolutely not. I think, uh, I think they go down this week, and uh, they come back down to reality. And Justin Herbert, he, pu- he puts up numbers, and he just never gets rewarded for it. And uh, another number – You have number five, overall pick. Then you have number six, overall pick. First time they're going against each other. It's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be on my TV for sure. But yes, I'm going to go with the road dogs here. Guys, this is the best two and six team in football, without a doubt. Give me the charges plus three at minus 120. Craig, your lone wolf on this one. Consensus, charges. Moving on to our second four o'clock game. Buffalo at Arizona. This one's pretty much a pick'. Em. We have Arizona's slight favorites at minus one at minus one twenty eight. Pretty hefty over at fifty six and a half. Craig, who do you like?
4: Uh, Chris, just looking at that fifty six and a half. Uh, and going back to last week's games, Buffalo went up against Seattle's trash defense. They put up forty four points. Cardinals put up thirty one against uh, the Dolphins, Dolphins, obviously. Uh, one thirty-four, thirty-one. I actually like Buffalo in this one. Uh, I still think Buffalo is a force, and I think that they beat the Cardinals this week. The fifty-six and a half points—I I personally think that might be a little too high. I would take the under on that, but I still think uh, the Bills are one of the best teams in the NFL. Uh, they're going to be a, a, a surefire contender come postseason.
1: Ky.
2: Uh yeah, not much can be said on this uh coin toss except give me the value on fucking tails
3: plus one fifteen. I'm taking the bills.
1: Are you taking the value on Buffalo, Ted?
3: Yes, sir. I'm on the bills too. I think the bills are one of the best teams in the AFC. I do think Cardinals are a good team. They're in tough division, but the Bills coming off a good win against the Seahawks. I know the Seahawks defense isn't great, isn't great, and they led through most of that game. But yeah, I mean. I think it'll be a close game, but give me the plus money. I'm taking the bills. A lot of stuff on digs.
1: Guys, I'm actually going the opposite here. Um, Josh Allen had himself a, a, a Fav-esque-like game after losing his grandmother uh, the day before. Uh, condolences to Josh Allen and his family. But but I think, I think it's over for him this week. I'm not sure what kind of headspace he's going to be in. I know the funeral is sometime this week, and – I mean, let's be honest. Losing to the Dolphins isn't what it used to be. It wasn't what it was last year. Losing to the Dolphins last year, you were a fucking joke. Losing to the Dolphins this year, it's actually not that much of a black eye. Uh, I'm going to take the Cardinals on this one. Lone Wolf. I think it's a huge letdown spot for the Bills, you know, and they're they're traveling and they have a lot of heavy hearts, you know. Murray's going to take his anger out on the Bills. Consensus, however, Buffalo. Guys, next game, Denver at Las Vegas. Right now, the line is at minus four in favor of the Raiders. Total's at an even 50. Craig, what do you like?
4: I really like Vegas in this one, Chris. Darren Waller's been a stud the past couple weeks. I think he's going to stay on that track as Derek Carr's number one uh, target out there. Uh, don't sleep on the Denver Broncos, though. I do like the plus 174 money line, but my personal pick em this week is the Vegas Raiders.
1: KY? I'm
4: on the Raiders as well. Yeah,
2: I just think they get it done against uh, the Broncos this week. There's not a whole lot of upside to either team. Uh, I just think the Raiders are just slightly better in pretty much most areas other than maybe the kicking game. So
1: Two for the Raiders. Do I hear a third, Ted?
3: Yeah, it's actually one of my favorite plays of the week. Uh, Raiders by four. The Broncos – I don't really see much in them. I know the Raiders, they beat a couple of good teams. They beat the Chiefs. I really like their offense. I like Josh Jacobs. Melvin Gordon's probably going to be drunk out of there or something. He hasn't done shit this year. So I love the Raiders this week.
1: Yeah, and I agree with you. Melvin Gordon has definitely been struggling. Uh, so has in Phillip Lindsay, too. I mean, their running game is absolute shit. Judy, on the other hand, looks great. Drew Locke, not so bad. Um, Judy, would
4: be a good DFS uh, I do love pick Judy. this week.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, he's. I think he's going to have to throw. And that, that was my point, actually. I, I think Judy is definitely a great DFS because without a doubt, they're going to have to throw. The running game hasn't been going for a while, if at all, this season. But I don't know why I want to take the Broncos here. I don't know why I want to. Knock out a
4: really good week last week, though, fantasy-wise. Put up like 33 fantasy
3: points for me last week. He was subbing in for Burrow on the bye. I do love fucking Jerry Judy. It was so sick of
1: But you know what I love? I love the fact that the Raiders are 1 in 5 ATS in their last 6 games at home. The Broncos on the other hand, a 7 and 0 ATS in their last 7 games after an ATS loss. And maybe that's why I just I look at this line and I say Broncos plus 4. I also say Broncos plus 174 and that's what I'm going with and I'm going to uh going to go ahead and take the Broncos on this one. Consensus however is going to be the Raiders. And I just think that it's gonna, it, this could potentially be uh, a sandwich game for the Raiders. Like They're looking ahead at KC, in my opinion. They have KC next week, and they're going to want to duplicate exactly what they did you know, when they, when they beat them earlier this season. And I think uh, the Broncos can make them pay for it. They might not take them seriously enough. Next game, Cincinnati fresh off a bye against Pittsburgh Steelers. No line for this game right now, probably due to the fact that Vance McDonald tested positive uh, for COVID on Monday. And um, for those of you who don't know, he actually borderline shares a locker with Ben Roethlisberger. So Big Ben was was on the COVID reserve list. So that's probably why the line started at minus nine and then it went to immediately minus seven and a half, minus seven in some places. Then it went from that to completely off the board. Nothing to go off of here. So uh, pick pick'em, Guys, what do you like here? Craig?
4: Uh, if if all goes as planned and Big Ben returns on Saturday for the, the walkthrough before Sunday, Chris, I'm going with the Steelers. I think the Steelers are going to bounce back from the rough start last week against Dallas. They're going to come out. They're going to take care of business against the Bengals. Joe Burrow, it, the kid's been an absolute stud this year. I'm not going to take that away from them. I just don't think they're going to get the win this week against the Steelers, but I mean it it's definitely going to be a fun game to watch, undefeated Steelers versus uh the rookie Joe Burrow. So, hey, maybe we'll have a miracle in uh Pittsburgh this week.
1: KY, any miracle happening in Pittsburgh this week?
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, I actually fuck with the Bengals a lot this week. I think uh I think Big Ben not practicing for a few days and uh I think it kind of fucks up his rhythm a little bit. And I think Joe Burrow has options at receiver. I mean, he's not throwing Tyler Boyd or T. Higgins. He's still got that guy, A.J. Green. May or may not have heard of him before. Um, I think the Bengals actually come and squeak out a W this week.
1: One for Pittsburgh, one for Cincinnati. Ted, where are you going?
3: I should have told you to go to me first on this song because I don't want K.Y. looking like the genius in the Bengals win. I've been telling him for fucking a few days now that I like the Bengals, and he knows it. But I think the Steelers, I mean, I'm not trying to take shots at them, but I, they might be the worst, like, 8-0 team. I
1: don't, I don't disagree but with that whatsoever. It's
3: such a shitty schedule. The two good teams they played, they won by field goals, Is the Titans and the Ravens. Besides that, they played, like, I think the Bears. They played, like, NFC East teams. And I love Burra. I love T. Higgins. Um, so, yeah, I'm going with the Bengals. Why not? I'm going to take the money line, too. I'm going to
1: sprinkle it. Sprinkle the money line, whatever that is, once it comes back on the board. uh, It's going to be plus money, without a doubt. And I think it's going to be worth the sprinkle, at the very least. Definitely worth the sprinkle. Joe Mixon coming back, also. With Joe Mixon coming back, you're right. And as you said, dude, the worst 8-0 team in NFL history. But uh, I'm actually still going to go with the Steelers on this one. There's something about the Bengals I just can't stand and I can't get behind. I don't know what it is. It's kind of like betting the Browns for me. I don't know what it is. I just I can't do it. I, I think it's too early. And um, if maybe if this game was in Cincinnati, I would say it's a great letdown spot for the Steelers. But uh, I'm actually going to go with uh, Pittsburgh here as well. I'm going to I'm going to agree with Craig here. Didn't work out for me last week, but I'm going to try it again this week. No consensus on this one. Two for the Bengals. Two for the Steelers. Next game, San Fran at New Orleans. Right now I'm seeing New Orleans as 10.5-point favorites over-under set at 48.5. Craig, any opinion on the spread at all?
4: I would not touch the spread on this, to be honest. Pick'em point of view, I do like New Orleans, them coming off that monstrous win versus Tampa Bay Bucks last week. you got to think that they're riding high off that win. Uh, I would personally... Take New Orleans this week and pick them. I just think San Fran's defense. It's almost like uh, you, you just don't know what you're going to get. You know, like especially like how are they going to match up against New Orleans' offense? Uh, especially after what New Orleans did last week. Who knows if San Fran's going to absolutely shut them down, or is New Orleans going to have the same type of outcome that they had last week against Tampa? I mean, I don't think anyone saw that type of win against Tampa Bay last week out of the New Orleans Saints. But going into this game, are they going to do the same thing is the real question.
1: KY, are they going to do the same thing?
4: Uh, Yeah. I mean, they beat the Bucs and the Bucs better
2: than the Niners. So I expect this game to be a blowout, to be honest, especially in the dome. Yeah. The Saints are riding high and they're going to continue to do so. So, I'm gonna take the Saints and I don't even mind about the spread at ten and a half, but it's
3: a twenty point game.
1: Ted, is this gonna be a twenty point victory for the Saints?
3: Uh twenty points, I don't know. I pretty much agree with everything KY said though. The Niners are still hurt. I've been on the Saints. I've been high on the Saints all year. So I think they cover the ten and a half though. Uh
1: as you as you guys know, uh Breeze is coming off a four touchdown performance over two hundred and twenty yards passing no interceptions. I think he can 1,000% duplicate that uh, this weekend against San Fran. I mean, is, is Garoppolo done at this point? Seriously, is Mullins going to be back in there? Is Bethed going to be in there? It, it's, it's in the dome. It, it's not going to be close. I'm going to go and uh, gladly take that minus 10.5 uh, at plus 115. Clean sweep across the board. Consensus, New Orleans. Next game, Seahawks visiting the Los Angeles Rams. Rams are a slight favorite at minus one, totals at 54 even. Craig, what do you like Yeah,
4: Chris, I'm going to go with the Seahawks this week against the five and three Rams. The Rams have won for their last five games versus Seattle, but I think the Seattle Seahawks are going to turn around and they are going to beat the Rams this week.
1: KY, who are you grabbing this week?
4: I really love the Hawks
2: this week. Um, I really think they get the job done. Uh, that being said, even though all of those unbelievable stats being told to us by Craig, you know exactly what's going to happen with DK. He's going to get no no catches, not the entire lock. It's going to have fucking 200 yards and fucking three TDs.
4: It's just how the ball goes, the Russell Wilson. So, do, you, do you think um, Ramsey's going to lock him up this week or what? Who do you think Ramsey's guarding, DK or Lockett? You tell me. That's the whole point. <laughs> <laughs> I was just saying, do so you think Lockett's going to be getting all these all, all these targets this week? I mean, I could totally see it. Lockett popped off that one week, um, and DK got, like, no targets. But, I, I mean, I, I just think Metcalf's a whole other beast, man. It, it, it's so hard to guard the guy just because of his, his uh, athleticism out there on the field.
2: Uh, no, I mean, they, they, there's only one answer to that. It's, I mean, they're going to double-cover fucking DK if they think he's that much of a fucking uh, a beast. They're going to double-cover him. It's going to leave fucking Tyler Lockett wide open on fucking one, what, practice squad fucking DB? Yeah, right. Tyler Lockett will feast on that. So, I mean, that's just a problem in
3: its own
1: right. Ted, who do you like in this game?
3: I like the Seahawks. I don't think they lose two in a row. I love Tyler Lockett. DK might take over that team, but I still love Lockett. I mean, DK's been kind of popping off recently, but you can say the same thing about Lockett. So, um, I know they don't have a great defense, but I just I really don't think they lose two in a row. Rest of the offense will put up enough points to win that game.
1: I'm going to agree with you, even though the Rams are five and zero straight up in their last five games at home. I definitely don't see Seattle losing two in a row. I just don't. Um, it's going to be a clean sweep across the board all in favor of Seattle. Next game is going to be our Sunday night football game. We have Baltimore visiting me and KY's beloved New England Patriots who are just fucking abysmal this season. Uh, No big deal. We wear it like a badge of honor. Not a big deal at all. Ravens, seven and a half point road favorites. Total set at 44. Go ahead, Craig. Let me hear it.
4: I love the Ravens in this one. I love this the minus seven and a half. Uh, I would hammer the shit out of that. I think Ravens by at least 15 points in this game. Uh, I don't care if the, the New England Patriots are calling out Lamar Jackson's fucking plays as he's walking up to the line. I think Lamar is going to run and throw all over the New England Patriots.
1: You know what? I'll go to the other Giants fan on this one. Ted, what do you think?
3: Ravens by a million. I really do just love the Ravens. Lamar's going to pop off probably. First half, first quarter spread, I'm probably going to be. All over it, yeah. Ravens. I'll probably be all over that. I love the Ravens. Lamar, 100 on the ground, I'll say.
1: K.Y., is Lamar getting a 100 on the ground?
2: Uh, yeah, no, no. I mean, he shat on the Patriots. Um, the last time they played him uh, last season, that was with a – you know, Dante Hightower, full healthy, Patriots D. Um, and he hasn't been great throwing the ball. And I don't expect anything else uh, with Stefan Gilmore guarding his best receivers. I don't know. I don't think Lamar's going to do that much to the air. So, yeah, I could see him rushing a bunch. Um, and in the wise words of Craig Sawicki, you know, Cam Newton's probably going to shit the bed. And he'll <laughs> probably throw a couple picks. Uh, I, I would lean, the, you know, the Ravens' money line, maybe, possibly. But uh, I think I'm going to go with the pass this week. Plus 255, I think there's a tremendous value. More likely than not, they get fucking blown out of the water. But plus 255 at home, I, I think it, you could make a case that it'll be closer than, than what people would expect. Oh, that's going to be the
3: difference maker right there. For who wins this week.
1: Yeah, you know what's funny? If, uh, if KY had said the Ravens, I was going to be a dickhead and jump on the Pats. But um, the Pats are 0-6 ATS in their last six games at night. And, and I feel like they used to be like the king of prime time. They would never lose a game. And now they, this whole season, obviously, they just can't help but to lose. I still think Belichick's a dickhead. And uh, he loves to just sabotage himself. There's nothing else this guy needs to do except for win with a shitty team. And that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to win with a shitty team right now. And, you know, just like Deshaun Watson last, uh, last week, Did it all himself. Cam Newton literally has to do it all himself. Uh, Cam Newton anytime touchdown is almost a given. It should be at minus money every single fucking week. I I don't know. I I, I don't know how the Pats are going to get it done, but fuck it. I'm going to go with my boy here. Zero consensus. I'm going to take the Pats money line. Fuck the bullshit. No, I don't think it's going to be a turning point for them beating the Jets. Barely beating the Jets, mind you. No. Fade everything I just fucking said, except for the fact that the Ravens are ten and zero straight up in their last ten games on the road, uh, and in in doing so, they've beaten their opponents by an average of over sixteen points. Last season with Tom Brady, the Ravens came in and beat them thirty-seven to twenty. Uh, again, should this be close? No, is seven and a half a gift? Possibly. If if that uh, if that holds true, then why is it at plus one ten right now? Maybe this line's fucked. Maybe this is the. Uh, the Saints-Bucks game of the week. That's what I'm going to go with. Fuck it. I'm all in. Give me the Pats plus 265. No fucking consensus. All right, guys, last and final game on the card for week 10. Minnesota at Chicago. Monday night game. Right now I'm seeing Minnesota as minus three road favorites. Over-unders at 42 and a half. Craig, who do you like here?
4: Oh, man, dude. I mean, Dalvin's been really cooking past two weeks. But uh, the one stat that really is glaring to me is Kirk Cousins is 0-9 on his career on Monday Night Football. Just because of that alone and the way that the Bears have been playing, yeah, they've been getting some shitty wins here and there. I got to take Chicago Bears on this one. I think Khalil Mack is going to anchor down that defense, and uh, they're really going to put a stop to Minnesota's uh, ground game then uh, if they can if they stop the ground game, then they just got to worry about Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, going through the air. But I, I just don't see Kirk Cousins being too clutch here on Monday night with that 0-9 record. I see him being 0-10 after uh, this Monday night.
1: KY, is Kirk Cousins going 0-10 on Monday Night Football?
4: I won his Big Cat for
2: Halloween, and that's probably the only time I'll ever be a Bears fan. Probably the only time I'd ever take the Bears. Uh, it's either on Halloween or uh, if they're playing the fucking Jets and they're not playing the Jets, they're playing the fucking Vikings. So, that being said, I'm taking the Vikings minus three. I think you know, like Craig said, Dalvin's really cooking. I think he's going to continue to chef it up this weekend with another fucking 200 plus yard game. Um, and the rest will be history. No more Kirk Cousins fucking 0 and 9,
3: he'll be 1 and 9.
1: Ted, who do you like? Yeah,
3: I mean. Kirk Cousins couldn't win a Monday night game. It was fucking life dependent on it. I was I was fading him Monday nights. I even did it in a Madison once, I remember. But I've been hating the Bears all year. Uh and I actually really like the Vikings. Dalvin's gonna cook. Jefferson and Thielen probably gonna pop off. I think they have a really good offense, excluding Kirk Cousins, I guess. I like Allen Robinson, but I don't really I just don't really like the Bears. I think the Vikings covered minus three.
1: Guys, I don't know why I'm doing this, but I'm gonna go with Craig here, and I'm also gonna pick the Bears. Uh, BDN for some reason loves to show up during prime time, and he's been shitty for the past couple of games. I think he actually shines. I think the I think the Vikings have overachieved the past couple of weeks, and I don't think you know Dalvin Cook needs to be out of breath by now. He's been running for for three weeks straight. I think that definitely comes to a close here, especially with them traveling to Chicago. Yeah, I'm telling you right now. I'm actually going to go with uh, I'm going to go with the Bears on this one. Uh, I actually think the under is the play though. Uh, the total has gone under in 12 of the Bears' last 15 games at home for a combined score of less than 35. So, I mean, at 42 and a half, I actually really like that. And also, uh, 13 out of the last 18 Vikings games at night has also gone under the total. So, like I said, if I'm putting money on this game, it's Definitely going to be on the under. But uh, primetime BDN, I think he gets it done. Consensus, not one of them. However, should we tie like we just did on this? We have to go to a tiebreaker. Tiebreaker is going to be total points in this game. Craig, how many points are going to be scored in this game?
4: 44.
1: Craig has it at 44. KY, where are you going?
3: 38. God damn it. I think there's going to be
1: 41. 41 points for Ted. All right. And I'm going to make uh, a KY very happy by picking 36 as my uh, total points scored on this week's game. 24-12. Fuck it. Let's go.
2: Don't matter
4: if you're in the basement. True. Shots fired.
1: All right, guys. Now it's time for our bankroll bets. Craig, who is your bankroll bet for this week?
4: This week, my bankroll bet, Chris, is Giants at plus three.
1: G-Men plus three at plus 105. KY, who's your bankroll bet for this week?
2: My bankroll bet's going to be the Seahawks plus one.
1: Seahawks plus one at minus 110. Ted, who do you like for your bankroll bet this week?
3: The Ravens spread. um, Since we're parlaying, it bought the points to barely decrease the odds. Made it six and a half. If you can get it at seven, yeah, take it at seven and a half. I think it'll still hit, but just a little sketchier, but... How about the point? So Ravens minus six
1: and a half. Ravens minus six and a half. A touchdown does it. Uh, and that's at minus 150. Uh, I'm going to take Tom Brady here on a, on a bounce back spot. I'm going to take the Bucks minus six. They smashed Carolina last time they faced them. And I, I definitely see that happening again. Bucks minus six at minus 110. If you guys are feeling froggy, take all four of our bankroll bets. Put them together. You have yourself a nice plus 985 palais. For more of our picks, you can follow Kyle at KYBETSBTA on Twitter. You can follow Craig at picks on Twitter. You can follow myself at GallyGambles on Twitter. And um, that's going to do it. I want to thank each and every one of you for listening this week, and we'll see you next week. As you guys know, uh, Celtics Nation will never be the same after the loss of Tommy Heinsohn this past Tuesday. He has passed away at the age of 86. This guy had 10 rings, 8 as a player, 2 as a coach. Uh, Him and Bill Russell were rookies at the same time, and he beat out Bill Russell for Rookie of the Year. One of the greatest hook shots um, in the game and it's never really talked about. It's the most forgotten hook shot in the game in my opinion. One hell of an announcer, you know, a great color guy. And that color was green. Like Marcus Smart said, he not only loved the Celtics, he lived the Celtics. Rest in peace to Tommy Heinsohn.
0: It's both a blessing and a curse. It's a blessing that you, are picked to be in this organization because of the history. They think you can fit in. But then, the curse is you gotta deliver.
1: Rookie of the year, Tommy Hineson, found the range early on. Caruso has intercepted by
0: Hineson. You know, what it meant to me was I had so much fun. I was doing something I loved to do. And if you're a person who enjoys what you're doing, life is fun, it's not working. When you're with a group of people that know how to win it's really fun because everybody's involved with the effort and the result, not their own personal gain. I was delighted when I had the opportunity to coach the Celtic team because I knew I'd be involved in a management capacity dealing with very motivated people. The one thing I learned is that uh, you're really not the boss, (laughs) but you are is helping the people get to where they want to get to.